0: Hey everyone, welcome to What the Run, a show designed for newer runners who want to go from no way to 5K. Thanks for tuning in. I'm your host, Abe, and we are in for a treat. This is episode 9. I can't believe that we're almost at the double digits. Uh, yeah, the next episode's gonna be episode 10, and that is going to be exciting. But this episode is gonna be exciting as well because I have a big announcement to make toward the end of this episode. But before we get there, um, we will do our usual topical um, study, and I use the word study loosely. It's it's not kind of, hopefully not like a boring kind of study, but I'll go over a topic that would be helpful for newer runners, and then once I get through that, we'll go ahead and move right along to the big announcement. And so for today's episode, the topic that we're going to cover is what it's like to run a 5K. And I guess kind of the broader application is what to expect if you sign up and decide to run for a 5k. So I'll provide my take on it. It won't necessarily have every single detail, but hopefully as I go over the different parts of a 5k uh, from pre-race to post-race, hopefully it gives you guys an idea of what you might expect. uh, Understanding that certain races have unique characteristics and not all races might necessarily fit the descriptions that I'm about to give but hopefully they'll be of at least some help for you to know kind of what a typical race might look like. So with that being said um, I'm going to cover this in five parts or five stages. Uh, I know that sounds like it's going to draw on for a long time but I promise you I'll try to blast through them quickly, efficiently, and in a helpful manner. So we'll start with the first stage or with part one which is signing up for the race and picking up your packet. So obviously the first step to running a 5K is you need to sign up or register for a race in the first place. Otherwise, you know, how are you going to run if you haven't paid and if you haven't registered? So that's the first stage. So assuming that you've put the money down and then you signed up for the race, um, the next step within that first part is to go to packet pickup or bib pickup. And what packet pickup is, is it's just um, a term for picking up uh, your bib. And I know bib sounds funny because typically when you think of a bib, that's something that um, babies or toddlers would use to eat food and make sure that, you know, the bib catches any food that, that falls or drops down, right? That they miss in their mouths. Um, so we're not talking about that kind of bib. The bib that we're talking about is it's that piece of paper that typically has a number on it. And that number is like your race number or your racer number. So um, you would typically put that bib um, using safety pins, which are typically provided. You would pin that bib onto the front of your shirt, typically like around the chest or stomach area, or some people might even pin it you know, down in their sh- on their shorts or things like that. But yeah, so packet pickup, you would go pick up your bib. Um, You might pick up some other stuff too. It really depends on the race. Uh, Some races include a t-shirt when you register. So you might pick up a t-shirt or some similar form of apparel if that's what your race uh, provides when you register. And there could be other stuff too. Uh, The race might have other swag, or maybe even coupons to different stores or things like that. So, packet pickup and of course, proceeding that registration is kind of the first part to running a 5K. Um, yeah, so that takes us to the second part or the second stage of running a 5K, which is also before the race. And this is the morning of the race. So, this is the part or this is a stage where you would of course wake up in the morning. And do whatever you need to do to get ready. So that would include things like eating breakfast, um, getting washed up, uh, putting on your running clothes and shoes and things like that, whatever you need, um, you know, tying your hair in a bun, uh, what have you. So this is basically your morning routine, except it's a little bit different because you'll be running a race. So you might do things a little bit differently in terms of uh, maybe what you might eat or what clothes you put on, which would be running clothes and shoes. And then once all that's um, handled, and once you have all your gear, you've gathered all your gear, whether that's, um, you know, your bib and different things like that, uh, you would take everything to the car, and you would either drive to the race, or you would have someone else transport you to the race. Um, So that is kind of the second part or the second stage of running a 5k. So, um, the first and second stages or parts are pre-race. And then the third part um, is also pre-race. And this third part or this third stage is, um, kind of the minutes leading up to the race. So this is right before the race starts. Um, if you haven't already put on your bib or if you haven't already pinned your bib onto your shirt, uh, this would be a good time to do that. And then also, um, before you line up at the start line, you would um, probably be wise to use the bathroom. And if this is your first race and or you just get really nervous when it comes to running a race, um, you might be more inclined to use the bathroom, you know, whether it's going number one or dropping a number two, um, your stomach might not feel good. Um, you, yeah, j- there's just something about nerves that makes you, uh, want to go to the bathroom more. And so just a quick tip with regards to this, uh, if you do have to use the bathroom or even if you don't, I would highly advise using the bathroom, uh, pretty much as soon as you get to where the race is. Um, and I say this for a couple of reasons, The biggest reason is that a lot of people tend to use the bathroom right before the race starts, and if it's a bigger race and or if there are not enough bathrooms or porta potties, uh, it could end up being the case that you're still standing in line to use the bathroom when the race actually starts. And that might not be a big deal, but um, I know that some people, they, they like to be lined up and start the race when everybody else starts. So that's one reason. Um, Another reason uh, that you'd want to use the bathroom sooner than later is um, some people, and I've experienced this myself, but some people will use the bathroom and then because of nerves or because their stomachs uh, just aren't feeling well, uh, they will actually need to use the bathroom one more time before they start the race. And so for those two reasons, um, I highly, highly, highly recommend using the bathroom as soon as you can. And so, yeah, and the the end of that third part or that third stage is, of course, lining up at the start line where every other runner is eager uh, to get racing and to start the race. So, yeah, so these first three parts, these first three stages are pre-race and that takes us to the fourth stage or the fourth part, which is, um, the race itself. So obviously, uh, the race starts and how the race starts. It really depends on the race. Uh, some races might have, um, like, uh, a foghorn or some sort of sound that indicates the start of a race, maybe even a starting gun. Um, other races are a little bit, you know, less formal and they might have maybe like a countdown and the race director or organizer saying, you know, five, four, three, two, one, go, or five, four, three, two, one, start, or something like that. But each race has some form of indicator, whether it's a sound or some sort of cue uh, that would um, signal to the runners that the race has started. So once the race starts, um, you're of course running. And in the course of your race, you will or you usually will bump into things called aid stations and that's aid spelled A as an apple, I as an igloo, D as in dog. Aid stations. And what aid stations are, um I guess the easiest way to think of them is in terms of um stations that provide water uh, typically and um some races they might provide other forms of fuel. So waters the most typical thing, but uh, especially for maybe some of the bigger races or some of the more creative races, they might have other fuel sources like sports drinks, like like Gatorade. Uh, that's pretty typical at longer distance races like half marathons and marathons. Um, aid stations might even include things like energy gels. Uh, that's kind of rare, rare, or it's on the rare side when it comes to shorter distance races, but longer distance races might have them. They might include snacks. Uh, munchies, um, sometimes you'll see pieces of fruit like orange slices or uh, banana pieces or like half a banana. Uh, so you might see those at aid stations, but aid stations are mostly meant as a way to refuel, especially on water. And this will be very helpful if you're feeling maybe a little bit dehydrated or you just want some extra water to kind of help um, get you to the finish line. You will definitely. Uh, want to take advantage of that. And typically in most of these races, uh, water is served in small plastic cups. And so what will happen is you will pick up um, yeah, a cup of water and uh, once you're done with it, uh, if you have a trash can nearby, you'll toss it. Um, in most races, though not all races, in most races, um, typically you're okay to uh, sip on the cup and then toss it on the ground uh, but I would always make sure that that's okay. It's kind of a standard practice because uh, volunteers will typically clean up, uh, but there are some races that ask you to throw the throw the uh, paper cup into the trash can just to make things easier for cleanup later on. So that's something uh, that you definitely want to um, take advantage of and be aware of. And then also one more note about... Um, Getting a cup of water from the aid station. Um, let's say you are running the race and you don't want to stop. Like you just want to keep running and grab a cup on the go. And while you're running down the water, so sip and drink on the water, and then um, and then toss it. If that's the case, if that's what you want to do, and let's say you're you're going for a certain time and you don't want to waste any time in stopping to pick up a cup of water, what will typically happen is that volunteers will typically hold out that cup of water um kind of on an outstretched arm and then they'll hand it to you. And one tip that I will share is that most volunteers know that if you kind of um reach out your hand to them um and kind of and look at them, that will be their cue like they will know to hand you that cup of water. Um, So that's one helpful tip that I've noticed. And then also, um, if if you're able to, in in addition to what I just mentioned, um, you can also say say things like water or things like that. And that'll be additional reinforcement that you are looking for a cup of water. And in that way, that will cause less confusion uh, from the volunteer's perspective as far as whether you want a cup of water or not. So that's uh, a little tip that I wanted to share there. And so other than aid stations... Uh, pretty much during the race um, you know you, you start off with a lot of adrenaline pumping through your veins and a lot of excitement and there may be there there may be a point or there may, may come a point where you kind of get tired uh, you might feel a little bit fatigued your legs might feel a little bit tired and heavy or maybe it's just a hot day and you're not feeling well um, if that's the case um, luckily for I think almost every 5k there is there is not a time limit. So because that's the case, um, and if your goal especially is to finish the race, then you're able to uh slow down maybe from a run to a jog, or if you're just not really feeling well, you could even go from a jog to a walk. Um but at any rate the objective or the goal of course is to cross the finish line. And so the race portion is the fourth stage or the fourth part which leads us to the fifth and final part, or the fifth and final stage, which is crossing the finish line and celebrating after the race. So when you cross the finish line, uh, most races, they typically have a finisher's medal um, that you will pick up from a volunteer. Now, I will say that not all races have a finisher's medal. And if your motivation or if part of your motivation to run is to get a finisher's medal, then I would make absolute certain or I would um, be sure to find out either via the race's website or maybe contacting the race's organizer or race director uh, to find out if a a finisher's medal is provided because some races actually don't provide a finisher's medal. Um, So if a medal is something that piques your interest and is a major motivator for you, to run the 5K race or run the race in the first place, then find out for sure whether that's provided or not. So that's one thing that I wanted to mention. Uh, But that being said, once you cross the finish line and assuming they have a finisher's medal, uh, you would pick one up or a volunteer would put it over your neck. Um, And then from there, uh, it's pretty much a time of celebration. Uh, So if you happen to run the 5K or do the 5K with friends, then obviously it's cause for great celebration once uh, everyone crosses the finish line. And if you had friends who watched you and supported you during the race there in person, then that's an extra reason to celebrate. So it's a great way to uh, take pictures to commemorate the victorious occasion. Um, you know, it's a great way to just kind of talk um, yeah, with friends about how the experience was and uh, it's just a special moment knowing that you've had support and people cheering you on and, and for them to be there to share the moment with you. That's incredible. And some races, they'll have um, post-race festivities. So it could be in the form of food or snacks or um, some races. They have like a DJ playing music, uh, things like that, or um yeah. Other races, they might have um, some sort of uh, exhibitor booths that have samples of different things or different services that they offer. Um, it really depends on the race and the size of the race and uh, how well established the race is. And then uh, most races also have an an awards ceremony uh, that goes on after the race, and these awards ceremonies typically recognize the fastest runners of the race. And some of these races will have awards, not just for the fastest overall males and females, uh, but they might have awards for, for example, the top three in a certain age division. So for example, um, there are some races where if you finish in the top three in the age 30 to 39 male division, then you might get uh, some sort of ribbon or extra medal or some sort of plaque or some sort of prize or, or something, a gift um, to celebrate your fast time. So, for those of you who are on the speedier side and happen uh, to run pretty fast and well enough to get on the podium, uh, either for your overall effort against the rest of the field or against your peers in your age division, uh, that's something to look forward to if um, you are indeed speedy and on the faster side. So I thought I would mention that just in case. And so, yeah, those are basically the five parts or five stages of running a 5K all the way from kind of when you register for the race to when you finish the race and celebrate um, after the race. So hopefully that is helpful. Um, Again, um, you probably noticed me use the concept or the idea of it really depends on the race or it varies on the race a lot, and that's because each race is unique. Uh, But hopefully going through these five parts will give you at least a conceptual understanding of what it might look like to run a 5K or to run a race. And with that being said, that takes me to the announcement portion of this podcast episode. And the announcement, the big, big announcement, and this is the first big announcement I'm making on the show, is that, how should I word this? Okay, so I'm just going to say it. So my goal is to have a lot of my listeners especially those who've never run a race in their lives, to run a 5K race by Labor Day of this year. So um, I'm not looking at a calendar now, but I believe Labor Day is on September 2nd of this year, 2019. So my challenge is for all of my listeners to not just sign up for a 5K, but to run one by... Labor Day by September 2nd. Now, how is that any motivation for you guys? Well, here's the kicker. So, what I'm going to do is if you sign up for a race, run a race, and it can be verified that you ran that 5K race by September 2nd, I am going to randomly select two of my listeners who have done that and reimburse their 5K race fees up to $45. For the race. So, just to recap, I will be reimbursing two of my listeners who've signed up, completed, and verified that they've done a 5K race. So, it has to be documented somewhere, or I need some proof that you've completed it. And I will reimburse those two randomly selected listeners uh, for their 5K race fees up to $45. And, um, this, like, I'm not sponsor or anything. This is purely out of pocket. Uh, but I feel that I have some skin in the game in the sense that I am investing in you guys, the listeners. Um, I am always trying to provide value for you guys and trying to get you guys to a point where you guys uh, experience the joys of running. So hopefully um, that can be incentive enough. And so if you are interested, I would like to know. Uh, Let me know if you are down to accept this challenge. Um, Yeah, I'm trying to think of the best way to reach me. Probably uh, the best way to reach me would be private or direct message via Instagram or Twitter. Uh, My username for both of those platforms is whattherunshow. That's all one word. So that's uh, whattherunshow, W-H-A-T-T-H-E-R-U-N. S H O W. So that's what the run show. You guys can uh, directly message me there and let me know that you're interested in the challenge, or you guys can email me as well. My email is what at gmail.com. Again, that's all one word, what the at gmail.com. And if you guys are interested, you guys don't even have to have the race picked out yet. Uh, You guys can just let me know so that I kind of get a gauge for how many people are taking on this challenge. And then certainly when you are signed up for the race and you are done with the race, I'd like to know that as well. And you guys can reach out to me via those same communication channels as well. So I'm very excited for this. I hope you guys take on the challenge. Like, I don't care if you guys like even like... I don't know, like walk most of the 5k. I mean, preferably, uh, you know, you guys are, um, you know, running and running or jogging most, at least most, or at least some of the 5k race. But my goal is to just get everyone moving and, um, have you guys experience the victorious feeling of crossing the finish line of a 5k. So hopefully you guys take on a challenge and that is, uh, the first big announcement of this show. And with that being said, I am going to go ahead and wrap up this episode. I realize that this has been the longest episode to, to date. So I apologize if you were expecting something like a seven or eight minute episode like it typically is. Um, but hopefully with the information that was shared and hopefully with the 5k challenge, uh, this will inspire, motivate and educate you guys to um, continue Your quest to uh, get to a point where you guys enjoy running. And so, with that being said, I am going to sign off here. Happy running, my friends. I hope you guys stay tuned for the next episode, which will be episode 10, which is going to take me to the double digits. I never imagined that I would get to that point. I thought I would be done after two episodes, knowing my track history. But uh, that being said, I'm excited to continue to do this. If you guys have any questions, comments, feedback, uh, hit me up on Instagram, Twitter, or via my email at the various, um, yeah, the various platforms that I mentioned. So it's uh, What The Run Show. If you want to reach out to me via Instagram or Twitter or WhatTheRunShow at gmail.com if you want to reach me via email, I'm always open to feedback. I definitely want to make this show better for you guys. So... Anyway, I can add value I will strongly strongly take your ideas into consideration and with that being said thank you everyone take care uh, you guys are awesome keep running and we'll see you on the next episode see ya